fait j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner Pour te, te demander Allo quelque chose quoi Okay, well, thank you to Zap Mama for Allo, Allo, and Allo to all of you listening out there, whether on the radio or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week, and I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. I'd like to thank Arts Week's sustaining supporters, Colin Kegler, Ed Walsh, and Buck Mahoney, and Jeff Peters of East End Books. This is your last weekend to see Frozen at the Harbor Stage Company, a story about how the brittleness of grief and compulsion can, under the right circumstances, give way to something else. Bryony Lavery's play's production was halted for a time due to some offstage drama. I think that was in London, but it's back. And as always, the Harbor Stage does an absolutely brilliant job of staging it. You can find out more, get some times and tickets, but do it quickly at harborstage.org. At the Wellfleet Harbor's act, excuse me, at the Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater, you can see The Revolutionist, directed by our own Mika Nussel, and she really is amazing. It's The Reign of Terror in Paris, and three women, a playwright, a freedom fighter, and a soon-to-be assassin, joined by the soon-to-be executed queen, are feeling left behind by the revolution. Before they attend their own executions, they decide to write a play about women's rights, which they struggle to finish before stepping up to the guillotine. And that is at what.org. At Cape Rep, it's a world premiere play from the heart of the wreck. Entrenched in folklore and woven in history, this seafaring adventure explores the relationship between the notorious pirate Sam Bellamy and his mysterious mistress, the Witch of Wellfleet through humor, storytelling, and song. From the wreck of the Witta Galley comes a story of timeless romance, swashbuckling escapades, and supernatural revenge. It's a great play. Find out more at caperep.org. Just a reminder that all theaters require masks to be worn throughout performances, and most of them are requiring a proof of vaccination at the door. We're approaching the 17th annual Tennessee Williams Festival here in Provincetown, featuring a lineup of plays that are all by Tennessee Williams. This is the first time since 2006 that they've focused only on Williams himself. The season is called Tutti Frutti Tennessee Williams, meaning all flavors of Williams. From the 1930s to the 1980s, every decade that Williams wrote, from his crowd-pleasing Broadway hits to his radical writing early and late, that continues to challenge audiences to savor, as Williams put it, the strange, the crazed, the queer. And you can find out more about that and get tickets at twptown.org. The Cape Symphony is gearing up for a terrific fall and winter. New classes for both adults and young people include mind-body music, intro to ukulele, and as you know, we have a ukulele show here at WOMR, so give it a listen and maybe try this instrument out for yourself. Also, there are introductory piano classes and more. In addition, the Cape Symphony Youth Orchestra is holding auditions on September 10th. Find out more about all of this at capesymphony.org. 
Starting September 22nd and continuing for nine weeks, the Provincetown Public Library is offering a special seminar on the literature of AIDS, discussing novels, films, nonfiction, and more that rose out of the epidemic. Come for all sessions or just one or two, and you can get more information at provincetownlibrary.org. And mark your calendars for 5.30 on September 17th at the Art Market Gallery on Commercial Street when Voices of Poetry presents a reading by five Cape Cod and New York-based poets, and that is free. Through the end of September, you can see the members' 12 by 12 exhibition at the Provincetown Art Association and Museum. And there's a silent auction of the pieces, so you might want to take one or two home with you. There's also a plethora of classes and workshops just posted on the association's website, so check it all out at paam.org. All right, well, I'm very excited about my first guest in the studio today from Cape Rep Theater, Julie Hamilton and Chelsea Brown. Welcome to Arts Week, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. It's so delightful to have you because, um, as we were saying just before the show, that Cape Rep is doing all sorts of really exciting things besides its main productions. Um, It has a youth theater, it has a veterans theater, and now it has a... A a 55-plus theater. How exciting! So tell, tell us how this happened, Julie. Well, a long time ago, I saw um, the Young at Heart Chorus documentary, and I thought, why isn't anybody doing this with theater? So, I mean, this was a long time ago. And so I talked to our producing artistic director, Janine Perry, about it, and we kind of tossed it around. And then, like so many ideas, it just kind of got tabled for a while. And then the big change happened, right? The (laughs) pandemic hit. And we didn't have any programming, and I was feeling really housebound and um, like I needed some kind of creative outlet. So I started doing play reading virtually with this group of mostly seniors who just some people we identified we knew were patrons of the theater that were probably feeling really isolated. Right, right. So, but also really, I mean, it was totally self-serving because (laughs) I got to pick a play once a month and read it with a bunch of people who are super eager, not at all uh, experienced in theater. And reading plays over Zoom is very clunky, but also it became really vital for all of us to keep doing this. So we did it for two winters. And um, once the theater opened up again, we took a break. But last winter, we came back and did it again. And it's proven to be, like, I, I have a relationship with these people now. They feel the same. And um, it became a form of outreach. So I started thinking, wait a minute, I have a group of people who have proven that they're interested in in doing this. Let's see if we can make it in person. Let's see if we can actually produce something. So um, in talking with Mo Hanlon, who's our educational director and the genius behind the Young Company, I we started to develop this idea of what we now call the Bold Company, which is <laughs> a, I love it. <laughs> a sort of a kind way of saying the older actors. And um, we are poised to launch. I mean, we have in a couple of weeks, we we meet for the first time. And I'm just so excited. We had 35 people 
flock to it immediately. Some of the some of the cores are are people that I had been doing play reading with, but there were a lot of people who are just interested in doing this. So we're we're at capacity, <laughs> um, and we're just ready to go. I mean, we're really just meet you know doing organizational stuff at this point, mm-hmm. but it's it's so exciting. So do you have a waiting list or something like that in case people are hearing this and saying, oh, that sounds like something I'd like to do? We do. Excellent. We do. Excellent. Yeah. So we'll we'll give you all the details of that at the end um, of the interview. So Chelsea, what part do you play in all this? So I was so excited to be asked to be stage manager. So I'll be helping with organization. Um, but I was also going to talk to Julie because I am a um, teacher as well of maybe, you know, we could do some Absolutely. games and uh, things like that so we can incorporate that into the the play that we'll be doing as well so Chelsea is is being modest she's <laughs> she's a wonderful teacher she's a wonderful stage manager but she's also a choreographer and a dancer and an actor so she brings lots I'm gonna bring of, it all yeah <laughs> get ready bold co <laughs> we're gonna use them all because I'm so yeah. excited to partner with her with this mm-hmm. so do you what kinds of differences do you find um, bringing older people to the theater possibly for the first time? Um, as, you, as you mentioned, many of them are probably already theater goers, mm-hmm. but people who haven't acted before and yet have a whole lifetime of experiences behind them um, and, and can bring that. Is, that. is that very different from working with people who are perhaps younger or even people who are, have some acting background? It is... Um you know, theater is a human art form, so there are some some commonalities that you're always going to have. But, like, I knew that there were going to be people who didn't want to drive at night. So we meet, we rehearse from one to four. Mm-hmm. Um, we may need to think about carpooling, because I know there are some people that aren't going to want to make the drive. Drive, period. Yes, <laughs> or twice a week to Brewster isn't going to want to, they're not going to want to do that. So we're going to have to figure those things out. Um, with the veterans company that tends to skew older, mm-hmm. we've discovered that we need to have a prompter. So someone who's sitting during performances on the script, ready to give a line if an actor needs it. Um, we actually did that with a young company this year, too. Yeah. Because it's almost like a safety net, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. And it, what it does is just pull all, it alleviates all that stress. Yeah. 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 Right. So we probably will have to do that. But um Maybe not. I mean, I, I'm re- we're ready to do that, uh, but we're just going to have to wait and see uh, how people are feeling as we move through the rehearsal process. But um, so those things, um, and in terms of accessibility, Cape Rep is super accessible, so we don't need to worry about people's mobility. But during the pandemic, we had the young company outside every imaginable location at Cape Rep Theater because we didn't want to bring them inside for fear of spreading any kind of virus. So we were outside for three years performing in the woods and at the beach mm-hmm. and in the field. And we won't be doing that with the the, the bold company. <laughs> I just can't see dragging them all around the property. But um, but we may work in the courtyard, which is this beautiful new space I'm sure you've seen between the theater and the barn. And, you know, I think we'll do some exploring of different spaces, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be like all-terrain vehicle exploring it. <laughs> <laughs> and how, 
how does it um how does the age group influence your choice of of place for 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 the theater company well fortunately i've had a play in my back pocket for a while um I'm not sure I'm ready to tell you. You have a more interesting back pocket than I do. (laughs) Obviously, I don't have any plays in mine. (laughs) And it is a play that lends itself to many. Because I wasn't sure how many people were going to want to do this. So this play has. It could be for five people, or it could be for thirty-five people, Um, and and so it deals with. It's very funny, but it also deals with some very tricky emotional stuff, too. And with an older company, I mean, they're ready to talk about this. We, I tried it out. I read it with my play readers, and um, they, it struck an emotional chord with them that I hadn't really even thought about. I mean, it's a moving play, but they, were, they wanted to talk about it after we'd read it, and it brought up a lot of different things for different people. So, you know, um, I think that because of their lived experiences, they're bringing their whole lives with them, and it's really going to influence the piece that we're going to do. Um, which is so different from Yoko, Young Company. I'm really excited to see the Bold Co. take on this play Um, because seeing the fresh Young Company work on, for example, it was like Hamlet, um, was fascinating. But then to see these actors um, or these people who are not actors tap into this emotional with the experience of life behind them is going to be fascinating. I'm really excited for that. But I think it's important to point out that we're not going to be looking for plays about old people. No. Actually, what I think is most fascinating is really to reference back to the Young at Heart chorus is to find material that's actually written for young people Mm. and do it with people in their 70s and 80s, mid-90s, you know, because it, it... skews so it's so interesting when you are doing Romeo and Juliet with people in their 80s you know or find another play about youth Mm -hmm. or pretty much anything becomes very different experience through the lens of age and um, so I'm very excited to think about the future of this program and what we can do as we move move on Mm. Wonderful. Well, let's let's tell people some specifics about it. Um, so this is the new Bold Company Initiative, um, or Bold Co, as you call it. <laughs> I like that. Um, and performances, if people want to just come and see the play, it's November 6th and 7th. Um, but if you do want to be put on a waiting list, how do they go about doing that? Go ahead. You can email staff at caperep.org um, and just say you're interested in joining Bold Co. More information and to be on the wait list, and I will respond to you. <laughs> Chelsea Brown. The charming Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea Brown. <laughs> Think of my voice as you read the email. Um, yes, and we'll let you know if we can add you to the group. And if not, definitely come to the performances yes. and maybe it will inspire you for next year. Yes, right? exactly. Um, is there anything else that we, you want to tell people that's going to get them excited about this? 
they're both looking blank. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just, we're, we're yeah, and we're just about to jump into it. So yeah. we're just so excited. I can see that. <laughs> well, Julie Hamilton and um, Chelsea Brown, thank you so much for being on Arts Week this week. And I wish you the very best with The Bold Company. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Jeanette. It's been a pleasure. Well, it is September, and what that means for most of us here in Provincetown is it's the month for Swim for Life, which has been around this year for 35 years, if you can believe that. And Jay Critchley is here in the studio to talk about it. Welcome back to Arts Week, Jay. Good morning, 35. 35. <laughs> How does it feel? It's a, it's a number. It has some impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice round number. And, you know, it. of course, you're thinking about the evolution. When you think about 35 years, you're thinking, well, you know, how did this thing start? And it just evolved to a sort of community tradition. It's become such a big tr tradition here. I, I don't know anyone who isn't aware of it, even if they're not participating. It's, it's just part of our life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and post uh, Labor Day, you know, mm -hmm. when it first started, it was, you know, in 1988, after Labor Day, things did quiet down here. Right. <laughs> right. I, it, it's hard it comes to, from a different era, folks. <laughs> it's hard to believe. <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah. So now, of course, September's a big, a big season. So let's tell people what we're talking about for those who are not. Eagerly well, awaiting it, who haven't heard about it in the right. past 35 years. Well, what is the Swim for it's, Life? It's this idea that if people all come together in community and uh, with a common purpose and, uh, and see if they can uh, swim, used to be across the harbor together and celebrate who we are as a community and raise, raise funds for AIDS, women's health, and the community. So there's 11 nonprofits that now uh, benefit, are benef from, it. benefit yeah. from the swim. Primarily the aid support group helping our women in Outer Cape Health. But uh, we just added a, a, a new uh, beneficiary this year, which I'm proud of, the Native Land Conservancy. Now, the, the Native Land Conservancy is based in Mashpee, and uh, it's, it's a basically uh, an organization that uh, protects native lands and also access to native lands for ceremonies, fishing, rites, and other things. So we're supporting them. That's and, amazing. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very pleased. For you know, for years we've acknowledged um, our presence on the native lands, uh, but um, this year we're actually will be donating money to this organization that and giving them more visibility also and very much uh, visibility right so right. I'm, I'm very I'm very excited about that as well as all the, our other um, I mean we we do we do have a responsibility to to shepherd the land uh, responsibly and and uh, with a conscience right right so how many people do you anticipate participating this year? Well, you know, since, uh, well, not just since COVID, but since the hurricane and, and that happened in 2019. So, you know, we had to cancel 2019 and 2020. Right. 
uh, lockdown. And then last year we were back. So we were at 400 swimmers before that. And, and I'm expecting, you know, over 200 to maybe 250 swimmers. Fabulous. Uh, so and we also, of course, have a swim at Great Pond in Wellfleet at 8 a.m. in the morning. We had to change it earlier because there's a town meeting in Wellfleet <laughs> on, on September 10th. This Timing is, is everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but there's a whole energetic group of people that swim at uh, Great Pond and plus other people who are what I call harborly challenged. You know, they don't want to be in the harbor because they're concerned about their safety with cr- critters. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we're not saying the S word, are we? <laughs> oh no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> we're tired of that word. We're tired of the S word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say critters. Yeah. So um, yeah. So it's um, we're now based uh, at Cannery Wharf Park, which probably no one knows because the, the name is is a recent name, right? It's a recent name. The town acquired uh, this parking lot. Um, a few years ago, and and it's been named Cannery Wharf Park. It's at 387 Commercial Street across from Spindler's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. So that will be registration, the finish line, Mermaid Brunch, awards, Zoe Lewis, Farland Provisions. Everything will take place at that site. We have a big tent, a 40 by 60 foot ton, tent, and um, it's a really cool site. It's a really cool site. It's right on the water, right? It's kind of near McMillan Wharf. And people will leave from there, or they come back to there, or both? Both. The registration both. Okay. is um, is starting at uh, nine thirty uh, on the on the day of September tenth, and then uh, the the swimmers will walk to the Johnson Street parking lot, which is about a two minute walk, mm-hmm. and then um, the Funk Bus and Mayflower trolleys will drive swimmers to Harbor Hotel, Breakwater Hotel Beach, and that's where we start. And we okay. swim along the the harbor east side. And um, we're organizing watch parties this year. I was going to ask you about that. That looks like fun. Tell us about that. Right. So last year we had, um, was the first year that we did it along the east end. So we had some spontaneous watch parties. But this year we're, we've been reaching out to people. So we have two public places where anyone can go to cheer on the swimmers. One is St. Mary's of the Harbor. Um, which they, they've allowed us to be on their on their property for that day, and then also the Cape Cotter Guest House across the street, right on. They have a, a beachside a, a place, and mm-hmm. so they're they're allowing the public to be there. So we'll have we'll have signs and you know and people cheering as the swimmers go by, and then there are also private. We have about four or five private um, watch parties, and we're actually looking for more people if if they have access to waterfront property along that route, um, please uh, get in touch with me. I'm j at thecompact.org. And, um, you know, we'll get you some signs and some markers and, you know. And ways to celebrate and yes. encourage the swimmers. Yes, yes. It sounds like you're very organized here, Jay. You know, I've been doing it for a while. For 35 but, years. You know, but the thing <laughs> is, it's always about transitions, and it's always about the changes, you know, to to adapt the the work to to what's going on with the harbor, with the tides, with the With people's the comfort animals. levels, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, we the, the rise in ocean temperatures has shifted the whole um, ecology of the harbor. It's a lot warmer now. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's like in the 70s. It was never in the 70s, even 10 years ago. Are you seeing fewer like wetsuits now that it's warmer? Or has that affected people in other ways? Uh, that's hard to say. A lot of people have their own wetsuits, but mm. as we do have you know, 125 or so wetsuits that we loan out the morning of the swim if people want to wear it. You know, you never know. The water, the weather can shift. You know, mm-hmm. the water can change. An upwelling can bring that cold water up. I mean, one year it, it was it was like 65 the day before, and the next morning someone came up to me and said, Do you, did you feel the water? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And like, no. It's it was not. like 58 degrees. <laughs> People still talk about that swim. In fact, they're like, I'm never going back. <laughs> Please come back. The water's warming now. That's one thing we can say. Yeah, it's it's not for good reasons, but it is a, yeah. a blessing for the swimmers for sure. <laughs> so if someone wants to, um, is hearing this for the first time and saying, wow, I'm a swimmer, I'm up for it. What do they do? How do they participate? Well, we have a website, of course. It's swimforlife.org. It's swimnumber4life.org. And um, you can register as a kayaker, a swimmer, a volunteer, or as a watch party. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll send you out more information um, about what we need and what you, you can expect. So we didn't talk about this. You also are looking for kayakers this year. Kayakers are always the, they're really the glue that holds the swim together because right. they're, they're out in the water at the water level with the swimmers. And so there's often a lot of relationships that develop and support, you know, between the swimmer and the kayaker. The kayakers have water. They're also, they also can rest. Some of them have safety um, buoys that, that you can rest on. So, yeah, the kayakers are really important. And also, you know, we have, believe it or not, there are 14, you know what groins are? I don't. They're rock, they're like rock um, projections into the harbor. They're called groins. Oh, that's a new word for me. This is great. (laughs) Groins, all right. You know, it has multiple meanings, as you know. (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed, but okay. So there are 14 groins that come out from the shore along this route the East End route. So we're having kayakers, we're calling them rock stars. <laughs> if anyone has always had a fantasy about becoming a rock star, this is your this chance. This is your chance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the kayakers will be out at, at the ends of these um, groins just to keep swimmers from, you know, swimming into them and getting caught or whatever. So um, so uh, the, the rock stars out there, Give us a call. You know we're and also I'd like to say that um, kayaks are available at Provincetown Aqua Sports. Um, they they donate for free. They loan out kayaks the morning of the swim. You just have to show up at Aqua Sports, and they'll they'll give you a kayak. That's so, fabulous. So you don't have to own one. Right, and you don't have to maybe lug your kayak from place to place. Right. You know, um, so we're we're open to that. Excellent. So how does it feel having done this for 35 years now, Jay? This was this was your your baby. This was yeah. your brain thing. Um, well, you know, for the last 3 3 years it's been are we going to make this thing going to happen? I mean, right. you know, with so Between many, a hurricane and COVID, yeah. And sharks and, and sharks. everything else, the S word, we did say it. We did say it. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> <laughs> um 
it's just been like, okay, what are we dealing with this year? What are we dealing with? That? You know, we did a lot, like during lockdown in 2020. We had a swimming in place program. We had 33 people in 33 states swimming around the country. Fabulous. You know, so yeah. this is this is really a, a, a reaches out to the national audience, um, and we also often get people from other countries as well. So, so there's a real dedicated group of people that come every year and for some people it's like a reunion mm -hmm. you know they they it's a chance for their friends to come together people right. that maybe have lived here and they're they're away and that you know they have this sp spiritual connection to provincetown right. and they want to come back and just like revel in in the water and in, in the company and the town and that's really what the spirit and also raise money for right. for, for nonprofits exactly so it's swimforlife.org, and the four is a digit. There you go. Um, and you can go and check it out, find out more about it. And Jay Critchley, thanks so much for being on Thank Honestly. you, and thank you, WRMR. We love you. Well, we love you right back. <laughs> and thanks to everybody out there for listening. And there's a lot to see and do, so get out there and do it. And I'll be back soon to tell you more. Until then, au revoir, Provincetown. Au revoir, Pour te te demander, allô, quelque chose, quoi?